What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 16 of Backseat Directors. I'm your host, Andre Hutchins, and you guys are listening to the Backseat Directors podcast, the podcast dedicated to you guys, the listeners, to give you a voice, to give you your reviews and your takes on any and all of the latest and greatest movies. And today... We have an excellent Backseat Director guest host with me today, my wonderful, beautiful, charming sister, Samantha. Hi, everybody. How are you? How's it going, Samantha? <laughs> it's good. It's good. Thanks for having me on your show. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm excited that you are on the show. Um, it's about time because for like the first few episodes, I had just family. It was right. like... Um, well, first one, it was me alone, then Amy, my wife, and then Dad. And Carmen and, and Hunter. Hunter, Hunter and, and Dad did, yeah, together. Then Carmen and Holly, and it was like, just family. Probably people were thinking like, oh, this is like a family. <laughs> right. Because, you, yeah, you say <laughs> Branch you, say out you some want more, other people on the podcast, but... Um, but yeah, then I had like a string of just like other like movie bloggers and like podcasters and stuff like that. But now finally, we have family. Now it's my turn. <laughs> That's what happens when you have a lot of siblings. You yeah. just have a lot of people to accommodate. Yeah, no, that is true. <laughs> we have a very big family and I'm sure a lot of people are kind of wondering how big our family is. But uh, um, some of you know us and you know how big our family is. Um, but for those of you who don't, I'll just keep you, leave you guessing. <laughs> <laughs> until we get all of my siblings on here. <laughs> um, Samantha, are you comfortable? Are you hot, cold, too warm? We're up in we're up in the freaking <laughs> upstairs closet, which I call a studio, but it's not really. Uh, it's perfect. Just right. Really? Yeah. Okay. You're not just saying that, are you? No. <laughs> Probably tell you. <laughs> okay. Well, Samantha, yeah. before we jump into this week's movie and do our movie review, Let's get to know you with some get to know you guest questions. Nice. Now it's time for some get to know you questions. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Question number one, Samantha. What is your desert movie island? What? (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding, everyone. Your desert island movie. Desert island movie. Okay, um, the way I interpreted this is if you could, like, have one movie to watch over and over and over again for the rest yeah. of your life. Well, yeah, yeah that, that is the, I mean, that's the nature of the question. Well, I know, but some people, it's like, oh, like, if I was stuck on an island, then what movie would I want to have? Like, would it ins- to inspire me or something? Well, I just maybe that too, like, maybe that too. No, it's this, if, if there's only one movie you can watch for the rest of your life and you're stuck on a desert island, what is it? Hey, it would hands down be Warrior with Tom Hardy. <gasps> eh. Wow, really? Yeah, it's such a good movie. Holy cow, Samantha! What? That is great. <laughs> I hadn't, I had no idea that you like these those kinds of movies. No, I because I don't normally like wrestling movies and or like well, box, well boxing. Like Sorry, MMA, more UFC. boxing. Yeah, like Ultimate um, Fighter. Yeah. Like, I don't normally like those. Like, I haven't seen the Rocky series. I'm not really getting shanked for that. But um, I remember watching it on Netflix years ago with mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And it had such a powerful impact on me. Yes. <laughs> and I bought it uh, last summer on Blu-ray. And I've watched it so often. And we watch it every single car ride together. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good. <sighs> That is awesome. I Does, never get tired of it. It's just as good. Every single time I cry at the end. <laughs> it is. It, honestly, okay, so 
Yeah, a lot of people are probably going to be baffled that you haven't seen the Rocky movies. And that's okay. That's okay. There's a lot of movies you haven't seen. I know. And that's okay. But this movie, I'm so happy that you chose that movie. (laughs) I love that movie. So do I. I love it. And it is an incredibly inspiring movie. Absolutely. great. Good choice. And it's just, I just like how it has, like, drama and it has comedy, but it has, Mm -hmm. like, really, like, good moral lessons. This is a good mix of everything. I don't know my word. The music. Yeah. Uh, music. Mm-hmm. They use the national as like their main yeah. mm-hmm. um, group, and it's just so good. Warrior. Yeah. Does Does your husband like it as much as you? Yeah, he yeah. does. Okay, that's good. He loves it. Excellent first answer. Thank nice. you. That was awesome. Okay, question number two. What is your ma- favorite movie theater snack? Uh, it depends. I really like bringing chocolate because then you get like mix of like. With that can, like chocolate candy and the popcorn, so it's like mm-hmm. sweet and salty. Or mm-hmm. you can have, um, like sour candies, like Sour Patch Kids, and get like sour and salty, and just a good mix. But I'd probably. Oh, that's exactly what we had last night. I know popcorn, and you had your sour patch kids. <laughs> Those are good. <laughs> Thanks yeah. to my wonderful wife Amy for providing the sour patch kids. Yeah, shout out to her. <laughs> okay so okay well it's got to be one though choose one like what's your uh, like go-to okay um because obviously there's tons of different good choices for movie theater snacks i think i have to agree with carmen what she said what was hers I it can't was remember. the sour um strips oh yeah the sour strips yeah because mm-hmm. just like she said you introduce us to those and mm-hmm. they're so good i know they're freaking amazing they're a necessity <laughs> <laughs> sometimes if you eat too much like it starts to like make your mouth raw like the top yeah. it's like all the like it's not just your mouth though. it's like your tongue it yeah. always makes my tongue raw and i can't feel anything for the next couple of days but it's okay. worth it okay good answer question number three um wait what is question number three? Oh yeah what if, what was the first movie that made you cry Okay, I had to think a lot about this one. The first movie that I remember crying in mm-hmm. <laughs> is Radio. <laughs> radio? Radio with, I think it's, I think it's Cuba, Cuba, Cuba Good- Gooding Jr. Gooding and Jr. Ed Harris. Yeah. Where, yeah, we're, uh, we're Cuba, Cuba, Cuba. I think it's. I always called him Cuba. Is it, I, I think it's Cuba, but I might be wrong. It could be Cuba. Cuba is a Cuba, better. Cuba, Cuba Gooding. Listeners, let us know. Mr. Cuba Jr. or Cuba? <laughs> Mr. Gooding Jr. <laughs> plays a handicapped man in like the 1940s or 50s uh-huh. in the South. Uh-huh. And Ed Harris is a football coach at a high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I cried when, when Ed Harris walks into the field and sees his team throwing a football at a storage shed. And he opens it up and they tied, they'd kidnapped... Um, radio and tied him up and he was just in the corner crying and that hurt me so bad and oh i was so gosh. young and it I, that's the first thing i remember crying and it was, it was this is a very emotional moment i don't <laughs> want to say anything right now i'm going to break the mood it's true it's true <laughs> okay okay good answer question number four samantha do you have a favorite movie director and or actor okay i'm just gonna go with movie director mm. i love baz lerman He's amazing. Okay, what has he directed? Okay, so he... My f- absolute favorite movie of his that he's directed was Moulin Rouge. Oh, he directed... Oh, yeah. yeah. I know you love that movie. He directed <laughs> um, The Great Gatsby with Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio. And he's done several... He's There's a new Netflix show that's uh-huh. called The Get Down that he's directed also. Huh. And he did huh. like a Romeo and Juliet. And I just love... It 
the way he works because um because he like time doesn't exist in his movies he takes two <laughs> different concepts and ideas and mixes them together and they work great like, physics he, doesn't exist in his movies exactly <laughs> but he like so like in the great gatsby he puts rap music in the 20s in the roaring 20s like rap uh, music wasn't in the roaring 20s you know, but it worked i, I it haven't i awesome. haven't seen the leo dicaprio um great gatsby movie yet i haven't seen uh, it Mm-mm. I mean, Greg Gatsby, the story itself is a different story, but the movie was really good. Yeah. Well, it's good. It's so no. fun. I think you probably just introduced a lot of our listeners to a totally, well, it, okay. Directors are like, are like musicians. You recognize the music like on the radio or whatever you but listen to. But you don't know to, who they are. But you're like, oh, I have no idea who sees that, but I love their songs, right? Uh, I'm sure a lot people of people did not know who that movie director is. What's his name again? Baz Luhrmann. Okay. Baz Luhrmann. Okay. Last question, Samantha. If you could change the ending of any one movie, <laughs> which movie would it be and how would you change it? Okay, so I, <laughs> I've i had this idea for a long time, even before you started the podcast, mm-hmm. and I wanted to suggest it to how it should have ended, the hishy on YouTube. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, so the movie, the movie that I would pick is Noah with Russell Crowe. <laughs> I would change the ending to that movie. And it's kind of the middle that, like, it would affect the ending. Because um, overall, it was just a terrible movie. I, I mean, so, I, yeah, I, gosh, I would change the entire movie. I did not like that movie. And do you, do you remember Parker Johnson? Yes. Okay, so Parker, he came on and he reviewed The Circle with me. Mm-hmm. And his favorite movie director is the one that directed Noah. And oh. He loves Noah. And I gave really? him a hard time because I hate that movie. I just kind of get over the angel rock transformers. Like, yeah. What was that? I, that was not in the Bible the last time I read it. Yeah, no. It, it was a very um, fantasy-filled type version of the Noah story. That's Let's true. just say that. Yeah. So wait, well, how would you change the ending then? Okay. So, obviously, I haven't seen it since I watched it in theaters for mm-hmm. every reason you can think of. <laughs> but the only thing I could think of that could actually possibly redeem the movie is when the... I don't remember anyone's name, but when the bad guy sneaks onto the ark, mm-hmm. then he eats one of the animals, and Ham's like, oh my gosh, like, what are you doing? Holy cow, yeah, I yeah. remember. So, first of all, that animal should have been a unicorn, so at least they could <laughs> explain why unicorns don't exist anymore, <laughs> because this guy ate one. <laughs> And the other one couldn't mate because it didn't have anyone else. Yeah. So, first of all, like, that's what I would change. And then it would just get crazy from there because then since he ate a unicorn, <laughs> then he would have, have drunk unicorn blood. So, then he would have turned into Voldemort. And then Hermione would have been like, oh, my gosh, like, this Holy is so familiar. Cow, this is <laughs> Noah is a prequel to Harry Potter. No wonder Emma Watson plays in it. Exactly. So, she'd be like, wow, this is so familiar. It feels like a dream that I've had. And then that's how it would end. Okay, this things are getting crazy right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes sense. Wow. That might be the most detailed and fun answer any <laughs> co-host has given me for that question. So You're welcome. Kudos. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, Samantha. Listeners have gotten to know you a little bit more, gotten to see your movie side. <laughs> now let's intro this week's movie. Backseat Directors presents This Week's Movie. And this week's movie is My Cousin Rachel. Movie Details Based on the 1951 novel written by Daphne du Maurier, My Cousin Rachel takes place in Cornwall, England during the Victorian era. Philip Ashley is orphaned at a young age, but taken in by his older, wealthy cousin Ambrose and becomes heir 
to Ambrose's large estate. Ambrose has existing health problems that require him to live in a warmer climate, and while living away, Ambrose meets his cousin, Rachel, and the two are married. After a while, Philip begins to receive letters from Ambrose, which paint Rachel in a very negative light. These accusations cause a great concern to Philip, and Philip decides to go visit Ambrose. Upon arrival, he discovers that Ambrose has died. Philip is overcome with anger and promises to exact revenge on their cousin, Rachel. But when Philip and Rachel finally meet, all is not as expected. So, uh, My Cousin Rachel, it, it released uh, into U.S. theaters on June 9th, 2017. It has a running time of 1 hour and 46 minutes. And it is rated PG-13 for some sexuality and brief, strong language. Uh, so, parents, this movie this movie is definitely an adult movie. Uh, I think if <laughs> bringing any kid to this movie, they're probably going to fall asleep. It's not going to be anything that's going to keep their interest. So, uh, and yeah, there are themes uh, within the movie that aren't ch- uh, children appropriate. But this is just it's just not a kids movie, uh, plain and simple. Okay. So, um, my cousin Rachel stars Sam Claflin as Philip Ashley, Rachel Wise as Rachel Ashley. Uh, Ian Glenn as Nick Kendall, and Holiday Granger as Louise Kendall. And many of our listeners who are fans of the Hunger Games, uh, the Hunger Game movies, will recognize Sam uh, Claflin as Finnick, and more recently in his role as Will Trainer in the 2016 film Me Before You. Rachel Wise is a fairly well-known actress already, starring in such films as the 1999 The Mummy, the 2012 Born Legacy, and the 2016 film The Light Between Oceans. Holiday Granger had a recent starring role in the 2016 movie The Finest Hours as Miriam Weber. My Cousin Rachel is directed by Roger um, uh, Michelle. I think it's Michelle. It might be Michael, but I'm pretty sure it's Michelle. <laughs> Sorry, I probably should have looked that up before I recorded. Anyway, directed by Roger Michelle. Uh, he has directed a wide range of films, but most notably the 1999 film starring Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant, Notting Hill. And at the time of this recording, there are no financial records that have been released to the public yet. Uh, The movie is still too new. So my apologies. I don't have any financial information regarding my Rachel to share with you guys. But I do have something uh, that you guys should um, just make sure to stay tuned for uh, at the end of the podcast. Uh, And this is the second time that I've done this. And it's actually been a lot of fun. And so I've just gotten some quick thoughts and reactions from uh, of the other audience members who were at the movie. So once Samantha and I wrap up our review of the movie, uh, just keep on listening and uh, you'll get uh, the uh, some members of the audience and their take uh, on what they think of the film and if they think it's worth seeing in theaters. All right. Okay, Samantha, let's, let's get down and do this movie review. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Backseat Directors Movie Review. Okay, Samantha. So last night, and yep, we just saw it last night. So we saw it what's today thursday we saw yep. it wednesday it comes out well i guess technically it comes out tonight you know because it's like the midnight showing or oh whatever. yeah that's true so we got to see it just a day before we got a screening pass samantha came with me it was the first time i'd actually ever been to a movie screening hey it was my first time too yeah so and if any of our listeners are wondering like oh do you have to be like <clears throat> vip status or do you have to have like you know, movie reviewer, I thought you blogger had to have credentials and stuff. No. Even though they do reserve uh, portions of the theater for, like, actual, like, people who write in the newspaper or whatever, you know, that have official media credentials, um, they get, like, the best seats in the house. But there are websites that announce these promotions. So if any of our listeners are interested in 
uh, going to a movie screening, just send me a direct message and I'll let you guys know how to do it. So Samantha, for you though, how was the experience for a movie screening? Um, I felt VIP. I wasn't VIP, <laughs> but I felt like it. It was really nice. I really liked it just because you, first of all, you got to see the movie before anyone else. And mm-hmm. second of all, they don't play any advertisements. There's no trailers. Mm-hmm. You were just there for the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I felt the same way. I thought it was fun. I thought it was unique. Um, it was kind of cool. You get to see a movie before anyone else does. Mm-hmm. And for me, as a podcaster that does movie reviews, it gives me a chance to like get ahead of the game and get a review out. You know, yeah. like the same weekend. So I that's one of the reasons why I really enjoyed it. And it's free, so it's one hundred percent free. <laughs> 100% free. Okay, so Samantha, we saw my cousin Rachel. Right. What was your initial reaction and your first thoughts after the movie ended? <laughs> um. Okay, so when the movie ended, I just thought, that's it. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> uh, that was it. You know, it so, was. It just like, ended. Like, you wanted more? Of the story or like the ending was just like, oh, like give, give us some more, some it's more just, background. Uh, so just, ten, I, I don't know if you remember, but 10 minutes in the movie, I leaned over and asked you, how long is this movie? Because, <laughs> yes, I do. Because <laughs> like the beginning of the movie. It was, I mean, yes, it was the beginning, but I was so bored already. I just wasn't into it. And that's how I felt the whole movie. I was like, is it going to get better? So I lost your interest pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. So okay. Fast. Okay. So th- these were my initial reactions. Um, I actually loved the ending. I loved it, and so I I think my like kind of first impression after the movie ended was, whoa, like that's <laughs> that's it's creepy. It was like it was intriguing. Um, but yeah. So like my my initial impression was, it wasn't as bad as as I like thought it was gonna be like throughout the movie because like throughout the movie I'm like I was kind of the same as you like this is slow. Like it's a slow movie and kind of losing interest. But yeah. then the ending picked up and like the first, like last five minutes or Did those... it though. <laughs> I, I thought so. <laughs> I thought so. So I think the ending, in my opinion, redeemed the beginning. So my first thoughts after the movie ended, it was like, Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So Samantha, let's do our critiques. Okay. Okay. So tell me, tell me the things that you liked least about the movie. And we can talk about the story because here's the thing. You know, so people, they, I, I want to make sure that people don't get spoiled. Like, so no big climactic, uh, you know, revealing scenes or right. anything like that. But uh, there's a lot that the trailer reveals. So I feel like if, if it's revealed in the trailer, it's totally fair game. Up for grabs. Yeah. So like, there's a lot of things we can still talk about. Okay. So tell mm-hmm. me, tell me what you didn't like about the movie. Okay. So first of all, like you already mentioned, it was so slow. Yeah. The whole movie was slow and it was just dragging. Yeah. Like there was... I don't know if you like, so like the story plotline line, uh, it's like flat at the beginning, so like it's introductory, and then it rises, and it hits the uh-huh. climax, and then it does um, a resolution, and it like fans out. It was flat the whole time. There, there was no climax. I just felt like there was no climax or anything, and I just didn't think that the plotline was intriguing. There was so little to the story, and that's what they focus on the whole time. It's just, mm-hmm. like, this one, like, small thing, and it just took forever to get through it. 
I also didn't like how they spent two minutes in the very beginning explaining the two relations, like mm-hmm. um, Ambrose, yeah, his cousin Philip Ambrose, and Ambrose's mm-hmm. relationship, mm-hmm. because that was the whole thing. Like you're supposed to understand, like why Philip loves Ambrose so much, but they right. literally spent two I minutes know. on it, and so it's like. Well, like, I didn't really feel that connection that yes. they were supposed to have. And I know, like, Ambrose raised him since he was mm-hmm. an orphan. But, like, I just didn't get that. And so, just the whole movie, I just didn't understand You Phillips. And you already named my two biggest critiques in the movie. Because, the, remember, I like, I turned to you twice and I was like, wait, is that, is Ambrose, is Ambrose's dad? Is that, like, yeah. who, who's Ambrose? And then I turned to you and I was like, who's Luis? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know who the characters were super well. Yeah, no, no, no. They, the movie did not do a good job of introducing you into key, very key and critical points right. of the movie and understanding the character so you understand the entire plot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you named my two critiques. The movie was very slow. I thought the beginning was extremely slow. Like, the first 20 minutes, mm-hmm. it, it was just, it's it's it sets up this very kind of somber dark uh just like no happiness mood like <laughs> right like it's it's just kind of a somber first 20 minutes but then when you finally meet meet rachel i thought things started to pick up and it started really? to get interesting and intriguing but then that began to just drag on and on and on and i was just like holy cow but then yeah i mean the end i like the ending i like the ending so i think but, sorry i think that i was just expecting something so different Really? Um, yeah. From so, the trailer, when you saw the trailer? Yeah, because I was expecting something like a thriller, I guess. And so, I don't know, just Rachel was so normal, but at the same time, like, she had, like, really weird quirks about her. Like, she'd be normal and be like, oh, like, you know, like, come here, like, kiss me. Yes. And then she'd be like, okay, now go to bed. I yes. Like, Wait, well, like, I that know. Was, like, that was yes. so weird. But that was it. She was just weird. No, I like that, though, because y- you never you can't ever put like a grasp on her and like say, okay, I figured her out. Cause every time you think you figured her out, she's just a bizarre person again. And like a stranger, like the moment you feel like you get to know her, she goes off and does something like, and she comes back and she's like, Oh, hi, how's it going, Philip? Yeah. But it was such short periods of time though, where she was weird. <laughs> like she's normal. And then she would have like a mini period and like go like be off and then yeah. she'd come back. Okay, so, okay, let's just go back to our critiques real quick, okay? okay? So, I agree with you. I thought the movie was very slow, and, and it, it lost my interest very quickly at many parts of the movie. Um, but the beginning, they did such a poor job in the beginning of explaining Ambrose, who you don't even meet. You never, well, I think you see him. You like, see. I think you see him when he's, like, coughing because he's sick, you know? That's why but he that's has to leave. that's 20 seconds. It, it's so fast, and so understanding philip ashley who is the main character and how he basically inherits ambrose's mm-hmm. wealth and the estate and everything you do, like it, it just totally just it, it it doesn't it doesn't do a deep enough dive into that character development and i was super confused the first 10 minutes i had no idea who anyone was or what was going on yeah i had no and, idea either i mean later on in the movie like i kind of caught up but the beginning was terrible like they should have spent uh, the other parts of the movie they could have cut out and and put that extra like 10 minutes into right. developing the beginning the movie could have been i think it could have been a little bit better if they had spread it out longer or, like gone really? into detail at the beginning yeah, i mean one. it was like it was, the movie's like not including credits it's like an hour 35 minutes hour 40 minutes so it's not very long 
But even adding that extra 10 minutes mm-hmm. of getting to know Ambrose and Philip and why yes. Ambrose means so much to Philip yes. would have been so much better or better because just the whole time I was thinking, I was like, well, why does Philip love him so much? Yes. Well, okay, and and like, this is not a spoiler because you also find out in the trailer, a- Ambrose is his cousin who adopted Philip and he raises him. And so Philip, it, the only family he ever knows or his dad basically is his older cousin mm-hmm. and he loves him. And so when Ambrose dies... It wasn't that hurtful to me. It wasn't that emotional. Yeah, you to don't me. feel you don't feel that emotion. Like, like oh, Ambrose that's... is within the first five or ten minutes of the movie, he's dead. Right. You know, and so he's angry at Rachel because Ambrose has these letters that paint Rachel in, you know, kind of a scary light. I mm-hmm. I guess you could say like she's been hurting him or whatever. But tormenting. Yeah, tormenting. That's right. That's the word he uses. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, there is no connection made or or any type of heartfelt emotion of. Ambrose's loss like you're just like oh okay right yeah okay any other critiques because those are mine you covered mine already um I'm trying to think I mean just with an addition I don't think the characters were super well developed everyone kind of just seemed so monotone I guess yeah just yeah. monotone like they don't have very much stuff to them yeah like they all could have been the same person but mm-hmm. like on different days like they just mm-hmm. acted so similar and they didn't have any of their own personality or anything Hmm. Um, I think my other critique. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I just thought. Wait, wait, wait. Should we, should we do spoiler alert? Oh, I don't know if it's necessarily a spoiler. Okay, just go ahead, say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, hold on. I'm trying to decide if that's a spoiler. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I might edit that out because okay. I think it is a spoiler. That's fine. Because I was thinking of that same thing. I was thinking of that same thing. But um, I think it is a spoiler. Okay. So. That's fair. Okay. So, listeners, we just totally edited out <laughs> about 30 <laughs> seconds because Samantha and I were deciding if something was a spoiler. And we decided it was. So, we're not going to say that. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. Don't even apologize. Look, th- there are people that have reached out to me and they're like, do spoiler reviews. Like, we want to know, like, your thoughts on the whole movie. But some but, people want to go see, like, if they want to go see the movie, then they're not they yes, want to see it if it's spoiled. That's my whole purpose of the podcast is like, look, this is for people who are trying to decide on what movie to go see, you know, because they are not like seeing movies as often as I am. And so like, here's my recommendation and here's like what the movie's about, right? Okay. So, okay. Let's do our highlights. Okay? okay. So I'll give you my highlights first. I'll go first this time. So my highlights, I know you said that parts of the characters you felt like weren't developed enough or like they just kind of seem boring. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked Rachel Wise as Rachel. So I thought she did a great job of just keeping you guessing in terms of like, oh, you think you get to know her, but then you don't. I, and mm-hmm. I just, I like her as an actress. Like I think she's, she does a, a, a good job in any of the movies I've seen her in. I think she's very likable, but I thought she did a great job. I thought she played the part well of this mysterious cousin who you think is bad, but then maybe, oh, maybe she's not. Oh wait, maybe she is. Like I thought yeah. she did a great job. So in terms of acting, she was my favorite actor of the movie and um oh what's what's the main character's name um Philip? yeah no but who's the actor that plays him oh, oh sam, sam. Claflin. yes yeah, sam so sam um i i thought he did a, an okay job but i do agree with you i think there were just some parts of his acting that was just flat but mm-hmm. what i like though is i thought i thought the way that he his lines were written and i guess his script that was given to him was well done in terms of showing his conflict because you know how he develops this relationship with Rachel, but it's like, he's young and he's naive. He's only 25. 
And so like these decisions that he's making, he's very brash. And I thought that would be very accurate to him being that young Mm -hmm. and like not really having any type of like father figure anymore. And he's basically like the head of his house and the head of his family, but he's young. And so, yeah, he's making these dumb decisions. But um, so, yeah, uh, Rachel Wise, definitely highlight. Um, the ending is my highlight. I really enjoyed the ending. <laughs> the ending definitely threw me for a loop. And I know you didn't like the ending. I just thought it was so predictable. And that's, well, that's what some other people said. And, um, um, and I, I guess I could see that it would be predictable, but I don't know. I like the ending. And so my two biggest highlights, I thought Rachel Wise did a great job acting. I liked the ending. Mm-hmm. I, me personally, I was not expecting that ending. And, um, and yeah, so it is boring and slow as some parts of the movie were. You mean and the there, whole movie? Well, and there were people that fell asleep in the theater. No. <laughs> Here's looking at you, Sean. <laughs> I know, poor but, guy um, just stopped taking notes. He was like, I'm done. But I still, like, when there were lulls in the movie, it would pick back up and it would keep my interest still. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, so those those were my highlights. Those are my highlights. Let's hear yours. Okay, I think I agree with you for the most part. I only have one highlight. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> um, I did like how Rachel did go back and forth between being like being good, but then like having like those weird moments. Uh-huh. Like as much as like as short as those weird moments were, then it was good that she had them because then it just kept you questioning. Because the whole movie is making you wonder: Is she good? Right. Or like like did Ambrose lose his mind and he was just yeah or things. was he right in what or he was said she in his right life. Yeah. and is she just a psycho or yeah. a sociopath yeah and yeah. so this was going back and forth with her like that was really good she's charming she everybody really in the town charming. loves her like they especially like... all the men like she has <laughs> yeah. such a way with men and like you yes. can tell like the other girls know that she's away with men yeah, a little bit jealous just a little bit right and yeah. um and so just when philip is like oh like i just <laughs> like i want to do all this stuff for her and everyone's mm-hmm. like are you crazy like maybe you shouldn't do that then like that was good because you can see like he was following falling like what makes you think like is he falling under mm-hmm. her spell mm-hmm. or is it like is she really just as perfect as right. everyone's described her right yeah uh, okay so let's do our final thoughts okay okay yeah, um so my final thoughts of the movie were um yeah i just i don't know it's just kind of one of those movies that I think from the the tone of the trailer, it, it will show you the tone of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's dark. There's not a lot of light in the film. Like mm-hmm. like they just the 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 style of filming. Well, even just they, the era. Like they only have yeah, candles. They don't and, have any electricity or anything. Rachel Rachel is always wearing dark clothes. Yeah, and there's uh, yeah obviously there's no electricity, and so like it just has a very somber feel to it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I just, I think in terms of what to expect from the movie, watch the trailer. I think you can get a good um, grasp on what to maybe expect from the movie. I disagree. Um, So those are my final thoughts and that's okay. So, um, but yeah, I think at least just an overall feel and storyline, you can watch the trailer and maybe get a good grasp, but let's hear your final thoughts. Okay. I mean, in regards to the trailer, I I feel like I got as much, I feel like, after watching the movie, I might as well have just watched the trailer and just been like, okay. <laughs> like, I was just so confused, like, the whole time. And, like, the trailer, I had no idea what I was watching. And, like, I didn't know what I was supposed to expect from this movie. And yeah. So I was kind of interested when we went to go see it. But I was just disappointed. Well, I guess, oh, and I, I guess this, uh, I w- actually wanted to talk about this sooner or earlier in our review, but it's based on a novel. Did you know that? No, I didn't. So, yeah, it's a, a novel written in 1951. 
Um, and I think there was actually even a movie in the 50s already made on the novel. So I think I did see that. might when not I was be the at, first time that this has been made. When I was looking it up on IMDb, I think I saw black yeah. and white pictures of an yeah. older version. So, again, like, movies based on books, it's like 99% of the time books are going to be better than the movie. So, yeah. Take, I just take have that ima- for what you will. I just want to have imagined it to be that terrible. <laughs> Okay, well, let me ask you this. Did the movie intrigue you enough to want to read the book? Um, like what? I, uh, that's a good question. Or maybe knowing how the movie ends, like, you're like, no, no, I don't want to go there. I just, I mean, I think the ending could have been better. Like, I would have liked the ending better uh-huh. if I liked the whole movie in part. I just like the ending because the movie ended. It's like, finally. <laughs> it's done. It's like, oh, my gosh, like, finally. Okay. So... I don't know. I might, if the book is better, like far better written than the movie, I yeah. might be interested. And I couldn't tell you. I probably won't read it. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, Samantha, let's do our backseat director. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Yes. Our backseat director's recommendation. Okay. <laughs> our recommendation. Okay, Samantha, what is your backseat director's recommendation for my cousin Rachel? Is it a go see it worth seeing in theaters? Maybe wait, meaning like, you know, maybe some people will like it, but it wasn't for you, but you'd watch it like when it comes out on video or not worth seeing in theaters. No go. It was a waste of my life. (laughs) (laughs) I could have watched so many episodes of The Office in that time. (laughs) It was just such a waste. Well, you were a sweetheart, Samantha. You totally just, you did me a huge favor. One, because we had to leave super early because we're like 30 five miles away from where the theater was. And then we had to get there like an hour early to make sure we actually got like our place in line and all that stuff. So yeah, you did me a huge favor. It was like a big ordeal. So (laughs) yeah, you could have watched many episodes of the office. It was like, it was fun to go to a screening, but I'm just glad that it was free because I would never (laughs) ever pay, not even $5. I don't want to pay $5 to go see that movie. Okay. So let me ask you this after seeing the trailer, is it a movie that you would have gone to see? Like, did it interest you enough to like, like, would you have gone on like $5 Tuesday night to go see it? Um, I might have. Because you kind of like those, those Victorian era type movies, right? I do. I do love Victorian era movies and I like thrillers. And so like, there's a movie called The Awakening, which mm-hmm. takes place in the same time period, but it's like, it's about ghosts. Oh. And so I thought it would have been similar to that. And so that's what I was expecting. Okay. But when it was like just normal humans and I was like, oh, it's like, this is just a really bad Pride and Prejudice <laughs> or something. <laughs> Okay, so this is my backseat director's recommendation. I actually think it's a maybe wait. So that is that is my official recommendation. Sorry, it's worth seeing, just not now. <laughs> I don't think, okay, because here, here's why. I've seen worse movies this year and movies that I had no problem giving like a no-go. Uh, for me, I don't think it was worth a no-go. I would not see it again in theaters, obviously. And I like, like I'm not like super excited to see it again when it comes out the video, but like, couple years down the road if amy hasn't seen it she's like hey i might want to see it i'd totally watch it again with her i mean I totally the nice thing it is that it's not terrifying but i kind of like because just because of it was so dark i uh-huh. was expecting it's like oh, a little like, bit more scary yeah yeah i was expecting to like hold my breath and yeah just, it's like, more like, mysterious <gasps> than scary by far yeah yeah okay so we have one no go and one maybe wait 
Hey, well, Samantha, thank you. Hey, thanks this for having me. It's been a podcast. It's been a pleasure. Well, thank you so much for going with me <laughs> all the way up to Salt Lake. And um, yeah, and just uh, thanks for doing the podcast with me. You're welcome. Thanks for inviting me. You're welcome. Well, let's finish this up and let our listeners know how they can reach out to you if they want to ask you any questions about today's movie or just follow you on social media. Okay, so I'm going to give you my Instagram and my Twitter. Okay. Um, my Instagram account is pajama underscore Sam. <laughs> <laughs> with three M's. <laughs> you could not make it any more easy, could you? <laughs> and then my ins- or my Twitter is Caterpillar and underscore Sam <laughs> with one M. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so listeners, you probably have to rewind that segment. I'll <laughs> get that again. Okay, and uh, um, if you guys are interested in following Backseat Directors on social media, you know how to get a hold of us, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. The handle's the same on all three. It's at the BD Podcast. Follow us uh, and uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, or Stitcher. And yeah, and uh, if you guys want to be a Backseat Directors co-host, just like Samantha today, just send me a message. Let me know what movie uh, you're maybe interested in seeing or reviewing. It's got to be a new movie, but uh, otherwise I'll announce every time that I'm in the theater going to see a new movie. And if you want to do a review on that one, just let me know. Um, So everyone, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for downloading today's episode. Um, Very much appreciate your guys' time. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed and we'll see you guys next week at the movies. See ya. Okay, everyone, this is Andre. We just finished our screening of My Cousin Rachel. And uh, just by chance, we are here with Sean from Real Beard and News, and he's going to give us a very quick take. Sean, one word to describe it, and if you think it's worth seeing in theaters. Terrible. No. (laughs) Absolutely not. Um, Yeah, just no. I I can't even. No. Don't. (laughs) Don't bother. (laughs) A very fair assessment from Sean from Real Beard and News. Be sure to follow him on... uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Real Bearded News, all right? Okay. Okay, we're with three other audience members, and they're going to give us a very quick review. So remember, just your first name, one word to describe it, and if you think it's worth seeing in theaters. Eric, interesting. You'll have to find out yourself. Okay, very good. Very good. Okay. Um, Allie, I would say it's predictable. Okay. And do you think it's worth seeing in theater? Uh, you could wait for Netflix. Okay, very good, very good. Okay, last but not least. Tanya, it was tormenting, and I do not recommend it. <laughs> very good. Well, very honest, very fair assessments, and that's all that I'm looking for. Thanks, guys. Okay, everyone, wait, we have just one more audience member. He's going to give us our quick review, okay? This is Kyle. It was tantalizing. I'd see it again and again. I'd shoot myself before not seeing it again. <laughs> that was fantastic. Thank you. The Backseat Director's theme song is Let's Go to the Movies by Ozo Motley. You can find the album Ozo Motley Presents Ozo Kids and all of their other music on iTunes. Join the conversation online and follow Backseat Directors on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The BD Podcast. Podcast.